The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Broadcasting live from the Toscano Cigar Soundstage in Salem, New Hampshire, USA. And broadcasting around the world, this is the Cigar Authority. Transmitting since 2010, the Cigar Authority is the longest-lasting cigar podcast ever. Grab a cigar and light them up, light them up, light them up. This is the Cigar Authority. Light them up, light them up, light them up, everybody. Saturday, January 23rd, 2021, live from the Toscano Cigar Soundstage. There's lots of sports stars that came out with cigars over the years. Most of them don't last, but this one has. He is a 10-time All-Star, three-time World Series champion, the greatest clutch hitter of all time, and without a doubt, a future Hall of Famer. David Ortiz, Big Poppy is in the cigar business now and will join us today. Welcome, everybody, to The Cigar Authority. And you're listening to The Cigar Authority, now in its 11th year, making it the longest continually running cigar podcast. Awarded the Ambassadors of Cigars by Cigar Journal Magazine. Awarded the Top 10 Educational Podcast by Podbean four years in a row. The Cigar Authority is the most listened to cigar podcast in the world. Cigar Radio at its finest. The Cigar Authority is a proud member of the United Podcast Network. And you catch the podcast on demand at any time or our daily blog at thecigarauthority.com. We are lighting up already because it's the Big Poppy Toro 6x54. And uh, it is from the Dominican Republic and joining us is Big Poppy himself, David Ortiz. Welcome to the Cigar Authority. Hey, what's up, guys? How you guys doing? Uh, uh, thank you for having me uh, in the Cigar Authority. Uh, we are working extremely hard in the Dominican Republic. Uh, we are artista, Don Radames, who you guys know as well, that uh, has been uh, in the cigar business for over 30 years. And uh, it's something that runs in family. I uh, I was able to go uh, uh, back to the farm and the factory where they uh, put it together. I try to uh, go there a few times a year. And uh, what we work, what we have, you know, put it together, and 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 uh, what we are trying to take to the next level is uh, uh, is something that I'm pretty sure um, every cigar smoker uh, gonna enjoy. You're taking this really serious. This is uh, you're in the cigar business, and you're taking uh, you're taking it serious. Well, the thing is that, uh, uh, believe it or not, this pandemic has got me, has forced me to get really involved in this in the cigar uh, business, and, and 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 not only that, me as a person, I have been able to enjoy uh, more often. Uh, smoking a good cigar now that you are spending more time at home and and uh, I sometimes I get together we are down here in Miami we are a team uh, of friends that we all get together and smoke cigar and enjoy the the good cigar and and let me tell you man uh, uh, smoking a cigar is something that is special it's something that uh, that that have uh, something in common that is, is, is like a, a smoking a cigar and having a cognac or, 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 or some scotch or some wine 
uh, uh, it's something that I have been able to really enjoy. So I'm, be, I'm I have got very familiar with. So, so now you're getting to enjoy it because um, you were not a uh, not seen as a cigar smoker while you were a player, and now you're doing it publicly. Has there been any pushback from people saying role model? Here you are smoking cigars. Is any, is anybody pushing back on you on that? Not really, not really. You know, I mean, we live in a world where, uh, you know, people is a little sensitive about things. People sometimes want you to be one way. Uh, some other people, they don't really care. You know, smoking cigar is something that is elegant. Smoking cigar is something that uh, 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 you just don't light up a cigar that have no history. You know, every cigar have a history. The way when you go to the factory and see how hard these people work to put a cigar together, it's something that uh, uh, it's an honor for me to, to light up a cigar, especially if I know the history that is behind. So people that don't know, I don't blame them. People that don't know about how special it is to smoke a cigar, I don't blame them, but the people that know, they enjoy it uh, with you as well. And now you know. Now, as a, as a player, uh, I'm sure as an athlete, um, people pushed you away from smoking cigars. It, it, it's not good. What, what has changed for you as you ended up learning about cigars? Well, to be honest with you, it's not, I didn't get into the cigar business or the cigar smoking. It's because that wasn't my thing at the time. But it wasn't because I was an athlete because I, I have tons of athletes, active, active uh, football player, NBA player, baseball player, any other sport, you name it, that they smoke cigar. Like I know NJ, Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan smokes cigar, not nowadays when he haven't, since he retired, he smoked cigar while he played. You can you can see every time he won a championship, he like a cigar up, and because it's something that it goes with whenever uh, um, make an impact in your life. You know, while I was playing, um, I don't I don't I don't think I was gonna get into the cigar business while I was playing because cigar and alcohol is something that kind of confuse people a little when it comes down to sport and, you know, and habit and stuff like that. But that's why I got into it right after, because it's not just because of the business, it's because I got familiar with it and I know uh, um, what is, I know what is behind a cigar. Like if people Google it and people see how uh, uh, these people make a cigar and how they pick the lid for, how they, uh, uh, how how they know that this is a family business that goes that comes from way before, and then people will enjoy will enjoy a cigar even more. And you certainly did jump right in. You you end your career in 2016, 20 year career, and uh, the first thing uh, I hear of of you, a uh, big smile on my face when it happened. Being in the cigar industry is David Ortiz is getting in the cigar business. I'm like, oh wow, this this is uh, this is good all around that you und that you understood it enough. Uh, and being from the Dominican Republic, and then choosing El Artista, uh, and I, I bet you anybody would have made the cigar for you. But why El Artista? El Artista have the type of family that they've been making cigar for more for more than 
50, 60 years. Like when you go to the factory, you can see their grandfather, Don Radamere's grandfather and father, traditionally, they follow up with the same type of business. Matter of fact, when you go to the factory, you can see some of the things, elements that they used to use back in the day, uh, um, posing at the factory, that, that, and then you get familiar with. You know what I'm saying? It's like a trophy that they had at the factory. And it's something that connects you somehow, some way, one way or the other. It connects you with the business that is going on. So I, 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 I remember a couple of years ago, we were at this event in Vegas, uh, Don Radame and, and, and Radame's son, Radame Jr. Uh, we were there at this one uh, cigar show. And I noticed one thing. <clears throat> every company, every cigar company that was at the event know each other for a long time. And not only know each other, it was like a family thing. Like you see how everybody carry a brand and, and, and any other type of thing. And people always either hate or want to be better than the other mm. or this and that. And the cigar business doesn't run that way. It's like one family that produced cigar and cared about each other. And that was something that kind of hit me really well because I, 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 I'm that type of person. I like to carry myself that way. And I, I, I tell you, that was something that really pushed me into the cigar business even more because I like to be that way. Isn't that something? Because, David, let me tell you, that's what did it for me in this industry when I got to know the cigar industry, and it's 36 years that I'm in the industry now. That's what I noticed, um, that, yes, they are friendly competitors with each other, but we're all in the same game here, and everybody helps each other out, and there's so much of that that goes there, uh, um, and it is the beauty of the cigar industry, uh, and it appreciating yes, the, the work that they put into it. Uh, now you've seen it. You, you see the years that it takes to to finish this product off and then at the end of it here's an $11 cigar um, it's an unbelievable value for the amount of time energy and work that gets put into this beautiful product at the end of it and those that know understand and those that don't don't uh, it's not their fault we need more education in here and somebody like you coming into the cigar industry is a big, big thing for us because uh, it's looked upon negatively by the people that don't understand it. And, um, you know, one of the things I saw you on on Fox on the American League Championship Finals, there you are with A-Rod on there, and then you get the cigar out and you light it up and they're joking with you and you say, I'm not planning on coming back anyway because, in other <laughs> words, they're going to throw you out. Is there any trouble that happens after a move like that that you end up doing? Or is that the stage pre-planned or you do it and say whatever happens, happens? No, that's part of the show. That's part of the show. Yeah. It, wasn't, it wasn't anything uh, personal with the Houston Astros or anything like that. It was part of the show because the thing is that in the show that we have, we try to make it fun, not boring. You know what I'm saying? Because you watch the game. Why you want to just sit down and watch a post-game show? You already know what happened in the game. You know what I'm saying? But because we try to be fun and I'm the I'm basically... Uh, A-Ra is the philanthropic. I'm the clown and, and Frank is like the fa 
Frank is like the, the, the one that basically laughs at everything, you know, because I have always had this war with Alex going back and forth. Alex attack me, I attack him, you know, but it's, it's, it just, it just uh, uh, us trying, you know, to be entertainers, which is what we are. And that's why our show get to be seen by a lot of people because it's not something boring. So when I, when I light it up, I was like, I'm not planning going back, but then I had to go back to Houston <laughs> because Houston bounced back. But it was just, it was just being funny, you know, and, and enjoying it. But reality is that um, at the facility, when it's closed, you're not allowed to smoke, but it was open. So, all right. Uh, uh, like I say, you know, the, the, the cigar thing is something that, uh, 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 I'm taking it, you know, and, and I'm taking it personal because of the history that is behind and, and that type of guy. I'm very curious about things that have history behind. And, and reality is if I tell you about the way I smoke cigar, you're not going to believe it. I, I have friends that they smoke five, six, seven, eight cigars per day. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not at that level yet. I smoke a, a cigar. Who knows? It all depends how I feel. Not every day. I don't smoke every day. Uh, I probably can pick back-to-back day to smoke, but I got to give myself a chance. Uh, I don't know if it's because I haven't get used to, you know what I'm saying? But uh, uh, that's the way I carry it. And whenever I smoke a cigar, I really enjoy it because it's something that it has become to be part of me. But the most important thing about uh, uh, the cigar business, I always want to improve. I always want to uh, uh, El Artista, Don Radame, with his experience and with what I represent for this brand, I always want them to take things to the next level because I have a lot of friends that they are professional smokers. And the first thing that I do whenever we get a cigar, a new cigar, the first thing I do is have them taste it. And they are very honest with me. If it's a cigar that is it's not worth it, they let me know straight up because that's a challenge that I... That's the chance. Those are the chances that I take when I give them a cigar to smoke. You know what I'm saying? Yes, of course. Uh, I do. I do the same, and I and I've been in the business for years and years. You look for, um, you know, somebody to direct you and tell you the truth, the hard truth. Sometimes they want to say to you, "Oh, it's beautiful because it's your brand." Uh, I've seen the mistakes that happen in this industry. A lot of famous people. Uh, have attached their name to different products and they attach their name and then they walk away and maybe they're getting a little piece of whatever it happens and for the most part it becomes a failure after a while because it's just about a name attached to a product where the big poppy cigar is a different thing that the, the guy that his name is attached to it cares about the product and I think we have you know, five years now, let me tell you, it doesn't happen often. It, it takes five years to, to build a business. Here is a five-year-old product now. Congratulations. Most people don't even make it to five years in this industry. So you, you're, you're a believer in it, and the product is good. There's no doubt about it. And I think, finally, we're going to have a brand out there with a, a famous person attached to it that cares about the product, and that's going to make the difference that's going to happen here. Um, what is the future going forward with Big Poppy? More sizes, different blends, or it is what it is? Yeah, we are working on different sizes now. We're working on the Robusto, the smaller sizes. Uh, I already, we already had the slogger because I thought that the Big Poppy one 
look a little small in my hands, but then it looked it look bigger in some of my friends' hands. So <laughs> you, gotta, you, you need to know how to play with it. But reality is that I'm so happy and, and proud of El Artista, Don Radame, and the whole team. This is a, a family that I'm very attached to it. And I try to visit them uh, when I'm in the Dominican Republic. Uh, I love going and visit uh, Tamboril with, where they are located because the first thing they do is prepare a meal for me uh-huh. that I'm not allowed to say no. Yeah. <laughs> David, when this buffet together every time I go there, guys, that I wish you guys can come with me over there because it's so much food the whole day when I go down there. But then they take me through the whole thing, the whole preparation, the whole tasting, you know. They even made me a cigar for me to try that that's going to be next. Uh, uh, They call them 500, and it's something very special that when it comes out to the public, people are going to really enjoy it. I mean, they are doing so many things to improve this brand, and I'm very happy and proud to be part of it. Uh, this family is an outstanding family. This is a family that, like I say, have a lot of history behind. And the effort that they put on this cigar on a daily basis is incredible. It shows. David, uh, if we can ta- rewind the clock back a little bit, when was your first cigar? Do you remember what it was? And also, do you smoke other people's cigars to see what else is on the market? Yes, my, the first cigar that we had was the Big Poppy one. Uh, like I said, we, we are, I, I have been with him for the past, it's been almost five years, but, um, the, the, the first one, the first one in, in at the beginning, when we first began, because like you say, there's a lot of people like me that get attached to product, but they sometimes don't know the value of the product, how, how this product is supposed to impact, uh, uh the consumer. You know what I'm saying? So we started improving because that's exactly what I did. I wasn't a big time smoker when I first began, but then I have friends that they are professional smokers. And they used to tell me, you need, you need this, you need that, uh, you need less nicotine, you need more. You, need, you know what I'm saying? They yeah. give me uh, uh, their thoughts about how I approach them. So I sit down with Don Radames and the whole team, and then we start talking. As I start tasting more cigar and even better. I I smoke different cigar. I'm not gonna lie to you. I don't I don't just get stuck on my one. Good. I smoke different cigar. Like last night, I was with my boys here in Miami. A, a, a friend of mine, uh, a friend of mine house. And uh, matter of fact, I'm gonna show you right now. They give me this cigar to try. And uh, oh, it's right here. They give me this cigar to try. And. Uh, I smoke it. I smoked one last night. And uh, it's a guy named Oscar. Oscar. Uh, Valadez, yes. But, yeah, but your dad is. He's from Honduras. He gave me a box of his cigar. Let me show it to you right here. I don't know if you can see it. Oh, yeah. Sure. Sure. He gave me a box of his cigar. And uh, I smoke it. And I like it. Because I like the Honduras live. You know the Honduras live. It's very powerful, and I like I like a strong cigar. So last night we were we were hanging out, we were we we're having conversation, and I'm with the whole team, uh, a friend of mine that we smoke here, 
uh, in Miami, and the whole conversation was how to get a cigar better. And then I showed him this, and he went crazy. Ah. This is, yeah, this is uh, the new Big Papi humidor made by the artista and a guy named Rene, who he was the designer and whoever put this whole thing together with all the colors and stuff. We're going to give one away later on the show. So, uh, yeah, yeah, some lucky got- listener is going to win one of those humidors. There you go. So, uh, like I say, you know, I always, I'm always into the learning more and more and more so we can improve. But it's, it's easy for me to do it because El Artista, Don Radames and family, Radames Jr., they know about the business. They know it's easy for me to get an idea or share with them uh, any, uh, any experience that I want to bring into the cigar because they already know. When I'm talking to them about anything, they already know what my idea is going to be like. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I'm, I'm very happy with the way we're doing things. So part of this, what I hear from you is passion. And that's the big thing that happens in this industry. A lot of these guys never get rich from it, end up doing it, but they're so passionate about the business. I think that's the way you were with baseball uh, and baseball and cigars uh, about memories, sharing memories. And what I think about your career, and listen, you have a big giant career that happens, but Believe it or not, it is not you playing baseball. It was a passionate speech you did after the marathon bombings. And there they are handing you the mic. And I don't know if this was um, something you thought about before you did it or you just winged it or whatever, but short and powerful. And and I'll quote, this is our fucking city and nobody's going to dictate our freedom. Stay strong. The place erupts. Your passion that was there is your passion in baseball, and I think I see it also with your passion of cigars. But tell us about that. Was that off the cuff? Was that planned? Or you just, that's how you felt? It was something that just, just fly, you know. I, I wasn't, I wasn't trying to act like the baseball player that was wearing the uniform that day. I was, I was, I was uh, acting basically like uh, the one citizen that cared about his country. Uh, and care about the marathon, which is, some, which is something that who, who doesn't have a family member that is not going through hell with disease, with diabetes, with cancer, with heart problem, with all type of things. The marathon is basically something that raises money to fight all those diseases. And and when you see you know these stupid guys uh, uh, trying to do that type of damage. When people are just trying to do good things, it's something that is very frustrating. And I was in Boston the whole time when it was going down. And and trust me, I mean, my heart was broken seeing people dying, people losing uh, 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 body parts. This one kid that ended up dying from, I mean, that was something that hit me hard. So yeah. uh, uh, when the organization basically told me to go out there and say something to the fan, I was, I was one of the guys that was there the longest. I was basically the face of the organization, and and they hand me the microphone. And I want to say more, you know what I'm saying, to be honest with you. I want to say more, but I I don't know that what I say was going to have that type of impact. Like, that crowd went crazy, and and, and that kind of released a lot of pressure and stress from people because that message basically told people, hey, this is a country that has plenty of freedom. 
and we're not going to allow anyone to take it away from us. We have worked extremely hard uh, through the years to to begin to be who America is for to allow two guys uh, coming out of nowhere and and put us on hold. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. We got to we got to continue moving forward. We got to continue improving. We got to continue doing what we do on a daily basis. So keep keep up fighting. Keep the faith. Yeah, and that's what I thought about the whole thing when I. But they told me like five minutes before I go out there. Hey, listen here, go out there and say something to the fan. And I speak out of my mind. I speak. I speak from from my heart. To be honest with you, boy, short and powerful, and uh, it says a lot about who you are. And another thing, uh, which is a perfect segue to um, the David Ortiz Children's Fund, which you've been doing now for ten years. Uh, tell us a little about that. That's my foundation. I call it my foundation because you have my name on it, but that foundation is not mine anymore. It's like everybody's foundation because I have a whole team of people, group of people that uh, dedicate their time uh, to deal with the foundation, to put things together, to continue saving life. That's something that, if there's something that I'm in life is doing, is that because uh, you have no idea how many small we put them so many children's uh, knock on our doors. And like I say, it's, it's, it's without the help of the many people that have been involved, I don't think this would never happen. So uh, it's something that uh, you guys should see how beautiful it is and how kids come back to me and be like, hey, look at my score. Uh, I can run now. I can smile. I can have fun. You see a lot of single moms that come into our uh, foundation uh, uh, that they can't even take care of themselves because they had to be on top of their kids because they're not independent at all because they can, you know, they continue changing color. They can die at any time and, and they got to be on top of their game. And once we operate on them, once we uh, get the surgery done, Right away, you can see uh, uh, the mom coming to the hospital six months later uh, uh, with a job, even looking better because now she can dedicate time to herself and the kids running around and full of energy. And when I see that, man, I'm telling you, it's like hitting home run with, with the bases loader in the bottom of the night. Right. Right. And I see that you do, um, you know, one of your biggest fundraisers, COVID-19, has affected a lot of things, including uh, getting funding for your organization. The golf tournament gets canceled because COVID-19. What, what, you know, what is the future for that? I mean, how are you going to get funding for this? How can our audience uh, give to it? Uh, COVID-19 have slowed down a lot of process. You know what I'm saying? We continue trying to do things here and there. The big event that we normally do to raise funds, unfortunately, uh, didn't happen last year because of the COVID. And, you know, social distance, when you are playing golf and having this type of event, it doesn't matter how much you think you can control it. it it's hard to do, so we, we decided to bang it out. But, uh, you know, we have the uh, David Ortiz children fund or where people can go and donate money and or you know we 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 have 
done a couple of events here and there. Like uh, next month for Super Bowl, I got to go up in Tampa and do some things uh, related to the foundation to raise funds slowly, you know, but we continue, you know, attacking and doing things because those children really need it. Right, because that doesn't stop. You know, th- th- these uh, children have these problems, and COVID-19 or not, these, these problems still exist. Um, next year, 2022, I expect, uh, I don't know how you feel about it, but I expect your uh, introduction into the Baseball Hall of Fame. I sure hope so. Uh, we will light up when it happens, but uh, will you do what you did um, on Fox News and, and light up uh, if you get inducted into it? <laughs> I'm definitely going to light up. I just don't know if I'm going to do it in the pouring whenever my chances come, but... <laughs> The reality is that uh, uh, I definitely uh, I'm expecting that to happen. I think I did uh, things the right way while I was playing. I that's that's I guess that's the reason why uh, I get to be mentioned. They induct me into the ballot this year, and nothing. And let's sit down and see how things go down. And if it ever happens, I'm gonna be very happy. And uh, it's going to be an honor to be part of of that exclusive uh, uh, group of players that are part of the Hall of Fame. Well, you, you have a lot of fans, obviously, uh, especially here in New England, and they're all uh, part of it with you. We all feel like we're part of it with you. Uh, David Ortiz, uh, I, don't know, I don't know what to say besides thank you for coming on the show. I, w- I wish someday we could have a cigar together. Um, when this is all over and and sit down and have you on face-to-face. I'd love you to come up. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Okay, thank you very much. That's David Ortiz, Big Poppy from the Big Poppy Cigar. We're smoking that cigar right now. And um, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, um, we'll talk about this cigar, and we'll talk about sports stars and cigars. That's the theme of the show today, sports stars and cigars. And there's a sports star right there, David Ortiz, Big Poppy from the Big Poppy Cigars. We'll be back in just a few minutes. We're live in the Toscano Cigar Soundstage, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. To some, tradition is a catchphrase. To us, it's a guiding light. For there can be no great future without reverence for the past. Hammer and Sickle Tradition Series cigars are handmade, employing only time-honored methods. Meticulously crafted of individually selected tobaccos, Tradition Series is a blend of three-year-aged Dominican Viso and Lijero, all finished inside a breathtaking five-year-aged Connecticut shade wrapper. Tradition Series from Hammer and Sickle. Live well. Romeo y Julieta Reserva Real Nicaragua, the Nicaraguan expression of America's beloved brand, Reserva Real. Reserva Real Nicaragua is a Nicaraguan puro, meticulously blended by Rafael Nodal and made by A.J. Fernandez. The Reserva Real Nicaragua will take Romeo lovers and Romeo novices alike on a journey through premium Nicaraguan tobaccos. Reserva Real Nicaragua. It'll steal your heart again. Surgeon General warning, tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. 
It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number no. 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper. Fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lighting up the Diamond Crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium Diamond Crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium Diamond Crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or Diamond Crown Lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit DiamondCrown.com. I want to talk to you today about my friend Glenn Case from Christoph Cigars. I've known him for many years. Glenn is a very nice guy, one of the nicest guys in the industry. Always friendly, always happy. So when I heard his brand Christoph was pissed off, I was surprised. Christoph Cigars have always been known as smooth and rich, and the pissed off Christoph is just that. But there's something else happening here. A natural San Andreas wrapper, the binder, Indonesian, and the filler, Nicaraguan. And like Glenn Case, the cigar starts off sweet, but then it gets pissed off. And like Bruce Banner, you don't want to piss off Glenn Case about Kristoff cigars. Or do you? Expect some spins and a nicotine kick. Strap yourself in for a ride. Pissed off Kristoff is deceivingly strong. You've been warned. Sold in 10-count boxes, four sizes including Churchill, 6x60, Robusto, and Corona Gorda. The hottest new brand is the pissed-off Kristoff. Take it for a ride. Since 1964, Padron Cigars have had the same mission. With over 50 years spent to create a perfect cigar, and more than 100 years to create a perfect legacy, the Padron family understands the significance of time. Padron delivers only the finest handmade complex cigars with the flavor of the Cuban heritage, out of which the Padron recipe was born. The Padron mission is simple, exceptional quality of their cigars and not the quantity produced. As a vertically integrated family-owned company, personal attention to every detail is taken in all steps of the tobacco growing and cigar making process. Padron Cigars, they give you, the cigar smoker, the confidence that each cigar is the same. Perfect. Padron Cigars, handcrafted since 1964. I want to tell you about my friend Hochi Blanco, a fourth-generation Dominican cigar maker known for growing tobacco and producing highly acclaimed cigars for other people. As some things stay the same, other things have to change. Finally, Hochi's factory, Tobacalera Palmer, has produced the cigar that not only belongs to the factory, but pays homage to the cigar rolling room known as La Galera. The La Galera Connecticut blend is special, using an Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper surrounding a Dominican blend of Piloto Cubano, Criollo 98, and a varietal that Hochi named T112. With the exception of the wrapper, Hochi grows all of the La Galera tobaccos himself and carefully watches over every step. 
the flavor smooth, but still offering plenty of flavor in all sizes, paying homage to the people and tools used in the factory. Now for the amazing part. La Galera, Connecticut has a suggested retail price ranging from $4.95 to $6 and has been awarded the Cigar of the Year by the Cigar Authority. La Galera, Connecticut, creating their own version of the Connecticut cigar because they demand more. Hey, what's up, people? This is David Ortiz, Big Poppy from the Big Poppy Cigar. You're listening to Cigar Authority. And we are back. Smoking the Big Poppy Cigar today, talking sports stars and cigars. Welcome back, everybody. This is the Big Poppy Cigar. This is a Toro. We talked uh, very little about it. Six inch by 54 ring gauge. Yep. Um, and they say there's a Robusto coming out, right. is, is what I got out of that. Yeah, and this features an Ecuadorian Habano wrapper over Criollo 98 binder with fill- fillers from the Dominican Republic and Nicaragua. It's part of the Cigar Authority care package. And a single cigar will set you back eleven sixty nine, while a box of 20 is two oh six ninety nine, which is a savings of $27 or 11% off the box price on twoguyscigars.com. If you're too far away from a brick-and-mortar retailer that carries it, try twoguyscigars.com. That's the number two, guyscigars.com. Now, with a guy like that, we and I want to peel the curtain back a little bit. So with a guy like that, you've got to – he was not on the call when we no, started the show. No, he was not. Because he was doing another interview. Yes. So we knew he was interviewable. Yeah. And probably had good enough inter- internet connection to do an interview. And we're waiting on Ed to say he's on the call. <laughs> yeah. We start the show. As and now doing the intro, for yeah. people that know Dave, know he likes to have the call tested at 11 o'clock. The show doesn't go live till noon. <laughs> yeah. We don't get a test. No, Dave, we don't I, get a text. We don't no. get anything. And Dave was pacing. But he's a pro. He, he did He it. definitely but is a pro. The last we had heard was he'd be 10 minutes late. And yes. then all of a sudden he was there. Yeah, so so. We're, we're, we're scrambling, shifting stuff around to try to get it so that when he's on, the interview starts. That's it. We grab what we can grab. He did not answer my question, though. Yes, he did. You asked one question, and you can get the answer of his first cigar, unless this was the first cigar he ever smoked. There's no way. Yeah, yeah. There is no way. <laughs> the first cigar he ever smoked becomes the big poppy. I don't think so. Strength-wise, he likes strong cigars. Would you say seven or an eight? Yes. In strength right here? For a big ring gauge like this? Sure. 54? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. How about that? We're all, We're all trained. I'm just because Dave had such a rough morning. He took a half a shot <laughs> I did. I, of I whiskey did. before the show started. He never does that, so never. I'm not going to break his balls. Well, somebody had it, and I said, "You know something? I think it wouldn't be a bad idea because um, yeah, we're drinking Evan Williams bourbon, which we had on our pairing episode about a month ago." Yes. So it looks like he's really in, and I'm happy to see that because I've seen them come in and come out. As time went on, d- different celebrities, especially sports celebrities, of just attaching their name. But it was more than that. He's in the factory. He's thinking, he knows what's going on with it. He's smoking other people's cigars, like, yeah. like you asked. Uh, th- that's important because the people that are just smoking their own stuff, they have no idea. They have to end up seeing, d- does he have something here? I say it's a legit cigar. A hundred percent. This yeah. is a solid premium cigar. We've been smoking it. We've been selling it for five years since it first came out. And it sells. Yeah. It sells well. And I got to say, uh, uh, Richard and Samuel, who did write in uh, questions, you saw how that interview went. Uh, tough to get a word in edgewise. So maybe if we ever have him on. We're uh, going we to get him face to face. We can and we'll try spend to. spend a day with him, spend, do a two-hour show with him because we'll try to squeeze it all into 25 minutes. And, and by the way, I went 30. 
Uh, I just, Which, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, at the start of it, you were all nervous saying, okay, if he gives us one word answers, here's the play. If, yeah. he's, well, if he's not all that talkative, here's the play. What you didn't see, you probably heard there was a little background noise yeah, at one At the end. Yeah, I think they were starting to panic that we were over our 25. <laughs> yeah, and maybe they got something else going on. And it's well, yeah, he's definitely so, got interviews all day. That's how yeah, that works. I, w- I was trying to wrap it up, and uh, I don't know. I think it went. I think Pretty good. Much better than I expected. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so if you wonder why we don't have a lot of guests, uh, it's, it, the guest part is stressful. We, doing it ourselves is less. We, you just don't know what you're going to get on the other side, yeah, right? Yeah, your blood pressure was way up from <laughs> nerves. Oh, God. So one question that came in uh, that we can actually turn into a cigar question was from Richard, and he said, "What is what was David's most memorable moment while playing? But I would like to flip that and say, what's your most memorable cigar moment? Mine or yeah, David if you have one For you, if you have one. Oh, I don't know. Good. So many. Most yeah. of your moments involve a cigar. You know, I'll tell you one oddball thing. As far as my career in the cigar industry, what happened in my career in the cigar industry, I never thought would ever happen. And it was early on. It was probably early 90s. Harvard University contacts me and says, we would like you to speak at Harvard. And I'm like, about what? <laughs> and, and, and definitely they, not linguistics. Right. Spelling. We need you to and do a thing a, on spelling. It was about cigars. And I said, absolutely. And panic struck in. And I'm like, oh, my God, how am I going to talk to these people, you know, thinking these people really know about everything. Um, and they're going to get me on anything if I mess up. You know, let me be on my A game of it. I spoke there, and they were on the edge of their seats. They asked lots of questions. I talked the way I talked. That's what, that's the way it is. Yeah. And they showed me all the respect in the world. I came out of there on cloud nine because I went in and said, I'm going to be destroyed that they're going to say, oh, my God, this, <laughs> did, you, did you finish high school? <laughs> you know, Barely. Yeah. And um, that was, a, as far as an industry thing that ended up happening to me, the cigar industry of Harvard University. And let me tell you, I was only maybe not even 10 years in the, in the industry at the time. It was pretty unbelievable. Hmm. Of uh, I left there on top of the world, light a big cigar, and I go, oh, my God, I pulled that off. I thought it went well. <laughs> like I think this just went well, it but did, I, have yeah. to, I have to listen to it sure. and, and see if it went. I don't know a lot about sports if, it, if nobody knew that about me. Barons. Yes. You can't say... Anything about Miami cigar, but you got to answer the question, most memorable cigar moment. So two, um, I used to smoke right by the beach when I lived in Brooklyn, and uh, I just got it into review. Damn it, I should have said no New York talking either, but whatever. <laughs> uh, and I smoked a, a Fuente work of art in Maduro, and I got distinct cinnamon and baked apple, and it created this memory of my father who had passed a few years before, and just everything flooding back, memories and whatever, that was it. And it changed the way I smoked cigars because of the flavors. And then the other one, and you're going to bust my freaking balls about this. I touched your breast the, earlier today. I, know, so I, this, I enjoyed it. It was a good time. Good. Yeah. <laughs> um, when I came up here for an interview and Dave gave me an Atabe, you know, people break my balls about giving 100 on that cigar. It's the greatest cigar I've ever smoked, and it's changed the way I look at cigars. I think I'm the only one who gives you a hard time. So those are my two. What about you, Ed Sullivan? For me, it was smoking a Cuban Davidoff on the patio at the Hotel Nacional. Wow. Oh, yeah. There we go. You went full circle there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. For me, it was responding to an email that ended up becoming the Cigar Authority because, and, and uh, 
right after responding to that email, I smoked a cigar on my way home from that gig. I was at a gig. I couldn't smoke. But uh, I've been able to now, I asked him a question. He didn't answer it. But I interviewed David Ortiz. I can put that <laughs> on my That's resume. Uh, we have the guy from Judge Dredd, uh, Armand Asante. Got yeah. a chance to hang out and meet him. Plus every cigar liberty that has crossed our paths. So I would say as far as cigar stuff goes, the show has been it for me. Yeah, it's big. Big, big. big for me too. It, it, different, different, different type of respect upon being the guy that owns the cigar store. The guy with the little media presence or something. It seems I get more respect in one respect, but also that I get right. slammed. Also, it comes, <laughs> but, it comes with both. And for example, Harvard hasn't asked you to come talk about the cigar authority. They have never asked me back either, <laughs> but I felt it went very good. They never had me back, but I felt good about it. And then there was this, the Harvard club and the Harvard club would show up at the store. They showed up here mm. before that and it changed over the years, of course, because every right. four years the people are out and they would show up every once in a while. So they know who we are. So it was pretty cool anyway. So sports stars and cigars, David Ortiz, the big poppy cigar still exists five years out. Let's talk about other cigar brands that exist or existed, they came and went. Mike Ditka, he had his own brand. Later on, then he went with Camacho. Then later on, he does his own brand again. I don't even know if it still exists. No, nah, the last thing was a throwback that I remember, which yeah. was uh, Camacho slash Davidoff. It was Ditka throwback, but yeah. that was like four years ago, yeah. three years ago. So they come and go. Babe Ruth had his own cigar brand mm. way back. Uh, Babe Ruth Primero's. Obviously, the first probably uh, sports celebrity to end up having a cigar brand that I know of, Louis Tiant, El Tiante. Mm. Uh, three, three, yeah, three different ones. Three different manufacturers that he went through uh, over the years. Gone, right? Gone. It gone. was uh, the first two were absolute dog rock. The, the third one was palatable, but it only sold if he was in the store signing baseballs. Mm. People would buy a box and say, "Sign yeah. the box." Now we we had baseball. we had David Ortiz here once. I I wasn't here. I was in Cuba at the time, but he was here one night. Spent a long time here. Um, but other than that, in five years, we continue to sell this product. It's still on, on the shelves, and people come in, and I don't know. On the regular, that this is my my brand, but it continues to sell over and over, and enough so to keep it going. There are a handful of people yeah. that this is their regular cigar, and it's no coincidence. the The whole Dominican community is very supportive of each other. So I would say fifty percent of the sales on Big Poppy are people who are from the Dominican Republic ah. that come in and say, right. "I want a cigar that's Dominican," and you walk them over and you go, "How about Big Poppy?" Oh my God. I want a cigar that's Dominican, and I want Big Poppy. Yeah. Boom. Yeah, we have a big Dominican community, particularly near this store. Correct. So I would guess we sell a lot more in this store than the other stores. Yeah, I'd be hmm. willing to bet. It is. There's loyalty in the Dominican. It's unbelievable. They want their, they want their own, right? It's unbelievable. They take care of their own, yep. which is nice. Sammy Sosa was not Sosa Cigars. There <laughs> no. is a Sosa Cigars, but that was not Sammy Sosa. That was Juan Sosa. But... There was a cigar made for Sammy Sosa. That was the Opus X Bat made by Atura mm. Fuente, um, a very rare one. And very done. rare, very small. Yeah. It was a gift from uh, Carlito to Sammy Sosa. When he wa- did the most home runs that year? Yeah, I don't remember what it was for, but that seems like I, think, it's I feel possible. like it was for doing steroids. Isn't that <laughs> an accurate statement? No comment. So, yes. Asterisk next to that. Yeah, there's <laughs> Ace Prime. They have a uh, signature 
Dominique Wilson. Wilkins. Wilkins. And the basketball player played with the Atlanta Hawks. Okay. So that still exists. Yes, it does. It's pretty new. A couple does years the Atlanta in. Hawks still exist? I don't think I've ever heard of that. Yes. Name. You're not into sports, I know. Hmm. Rocky Patel has um, Gary Sheffield. Sheffield. Gary Sheffield and Ray Lewis. Uh, linebacker for Baltimore Ravens is Lewis. And a uh, home run hitter played for the Yankees. Dodges and Marlins is Gary Sheffield. Does anyone else feel like this is some sort of quiz show for Barry to see if he knows who these people <laughs> it's are? It's a quiz show for you. I have no idea who they okay. are. Um, they still exist. Uh, according to the Rocky Patel website, yes. Uh, and speaking of Rocky, there's a brand called Rocky. Is that for the <laughs> boxer Rocky? The, no. Not at all. That's Rocky Patel. Cal um, Malone. Which we'll, we'll smoke in the second hour. Yep. Made at La Aurora. Yep. Now, I went to, um, in last January, I went to the TP, uh, TPE, Tobacco mm-hmm. Plus Expo. He was a speaker at it. All he wanted to talk about is cigars. If he brought up sports, he wasn't going to talk about it. Uh, that's why I really went into cigars with David Ortiz, because maybe he doesn't want to get a lot into the, you know, that was what I used to do. That's what Carl Malone said. So let's talk about cigars. He's into it. And I think the cigar is very good also. So here we have two legitimate cigars that are still existing out there, although Carmelone is only a few years old, right? Uh, two. Okay. Al Capone, he used a bat, but he actually wasn't an athlete. How does, <laughs> how does Al Capone make your list? He used a bat. <laughs> no? Doesn't count? All right, doesn't count. How Not about- only, why is Al Capone on there? Because didn't, they get, didn't you make it so that they wouldn't sell into New Hampshire? They won't sell to me. They won't sell to you. Won't sell to me. Long story. It's a whole show. It's not a whole show. You could say it in five seconds. You don't have to coin story every friggin' story. It is. It's too long of a. It's something (laughs) to do with the separation of premium cigars. You just told the whole story right there. Okay, not really. But uh, Bert Sugar, Bert Sugar was the writer for boxing. Yeah. uh, And an, an announcer, not an athlete, but he was. Sports involved. Very connected. Adjacent. Yeah. Sport adjacent. Uh, Bert Sugar Cigars, by the way, I had those cigars made. That was a project uh, that was brought to us, and we had that done. Ro- um, Cody Rhodes. Do you know who that is? Wrestler? Wrestler. Oh, that was what I was going to guess. The American Nightmare. Dusty uh, Rhodes? Dusty Rhodes' son. Ah. Uh, he has a brand in 2018 that came out, American Rebel. Might not know a lot of it because then COVID-19 comes in and, you know, maybe it maybe it hasn't catch on. Maybe it's not even. even so around. Dusty Rhodes, who was just teetering on the B-list. When Get out of here. Teetering on the B-list. <laughs> American Dream. For wrestlers. You're crazy. He was no Hulk Hogan. He was no Ultimate he, Warrior. Because he was Undertaker, Florida. who just finished a 30-year stint with the same company. It's a record. Dusty Rhodes, I know of him, but weak. He didn't know of you. His son comes out with a cigar brand, and we should give a shit. I don't think so. Whoa. Harsh words. It is. Wow. It's, how about the luchador? I think the bourbon mask, just kicked re- Mask in. wrestlers, but not a specific person until he came well, here. Well, we interviewed the, we, the, rest, the, the wrestler we, we who was the luchador. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that sounds like a good cigar name, Luchador. Yeah, it's out there. It was okay. Uh, Bering came out with the Bering Legends, and they put Ken Stabler uh, as mm-hmm. when it first came out. And the idea was every so often it was going to be a different person. Uh, it was pretty much one and done and over uh, at that point. Autograph boxes. And mm-hmm. it was a very interesting during the cigar boom thought process. Evil Knievel, Motorcycle Daredevil. 
there was a brand for him for you a need, short time. I tell your Wu Tang Clan story. That cigar used to blow up all the time. <laughs> the Evil Can Evil cigar. Yeah, <laughs> it used to blow up. Wait a minute, Dave's got a. A Wu Tang story? That's uh, a long story. No, too. it's not. It's not even that long. No, I go up. I go up into his office, and we're talking about something. And somehow, oh, we were talking about how different uh, music acts end up changing their name. And he had watched the documentary, and I said that sounds a lot like how the RZA framed the contract for Wu Tang Clan. Mm-hmm. Every member of the Wu Tang could jump ship and go to another record label right. and still fly the Wu Tang symbol. Yep. Skip Martin's going to be all over this. And Dave goes, did I ever tell you my Wu-Tang Clan story? And I said, listen, I've known you for now 15 years. You have never breathed a word of the Wu-Tang Clan story. You should tell it. So while that was going on, they contacted me and they said, we want a cigar made Wu-Tang Clan so I, what are you guys? Oh, it's a rap group, blah, blah, blah. And Not I, really a cigar that they're trying to make either. They're trying to make something that you could dump the tobacco out and yeah, cut the marijuana. I, I, I talk about these different cigars and they say, no, no, we're looking for these things that are inconvenienced. Can you perforate it? Yeah. Is it- <laughs> All those things happen. So I create an idea for them and uh, it was a camo box and it had their paper thing on and I, I do it up. I contact the manufacturer. They agree to what I'm trying to end up pulling off and I make a mock-up of it and I show them the mock-up and as you open the box up, in the inside lid was the next group that they were going to push because they were going to mm. keep adding these right. groups. So it would. And keep by changing. groups, he means the individual members of the Wu Tang, which there's whatever thirteen of them. Nine. Yeah, but as a yeah, different nine. Thank as you, a different name. So I understood their issue, what they were trying to accomplish. I put this package together. They said, it's unbelievable. We love this thing. And how can we do distribution of it? I said, are you doing the distribution? No, you do the distribution. <laughs> I said, I don't do distribution. Let me contact wholesale companies across, especially the ones that sell the convenience stores and stuff. I do that. I got this whole thing all together. And they said, okay, we're coming in and we want to sit down with you and talk to you. And I go, Really? I'm talking to the guy on there, and I go, I think we can just do this over the phone. And he goes, it's not like that. He says, we're flying in on a private jet. We're going to have briefcases. It's not what you think. Old no man. one's showing up with a baseball bat. Yeah. So I'm like, okay. And they pick the day that they're going to come. And the weekend before that ended up happening, I get- Pay attention, folks. This is the payoff right here. I get, this is the payoff. I get a call from them, and they say, yeah, um, we're going to have to postpone our, our thing old dirty bastard died and i said excuse me and they said old this is dirty- he missed the best part yeah. this is seven o'clock in the morning they're calling him at his house yeah how they have his house number i have no idea but they found his house they, number they can get it they got it old dirty bastard died and i'm like what the hell are you talking about <laughs> who is this and how do you have my house phone number is what he actually said and they, and apparently now I know that this was actually a person, but the way it was said to me, I just understood it as some old dirty bastard died. <laughs> How does this affect me? You know? And uh, he hangs up the phone and he says to his wife, that was the weirdest call I ever got in my life. Some old dirty bastard died. And this guy had to call me at seven o'clock in the morning at home. And she, and said, she oh. goes, he's a member of the Wu-Tang clan. That's who the appointment was with. Oh, it's great. So <laughs> that was the end. Old Dirty Bastard died. The so deal doesn't that was go it. Dave it. almost got to meet the Wu-Tang Clan and has no idea who they are to this day. So no, I so, would have been like, all right, I'm in here. I want to I shake the wrist. So do you hand. think ODB was driving the whole deal and then he died and that was it? 
I don't know what. I yeah. still to this day have no idea what happened, but the deal never went through and it didn't show up somewhere else. Cash rules everything around me. Cream, get the money. I have no idea. Dollar, dollar <laughs> bills, y'all. And, and believe me, I was in the music business for 12 years, but I got out because of that. Yeah. That's why I got out and completely turned that off and uh, lost the gig. Yeah. <laughs> so we went off the rails for sure. D- Disco Aren't- Dave has left the building. Yeah, he's out. He's out. All right. Um, it's time to take a peek into the asylum from our friends at Asylum Cigars. You better have a it's Wu-Tang Clan one. from the insane asylum. Odd and sometimes historic news stories that are too insane to be true. Or are they? Brought to you by Asylum Cigars. Take no prisoners. Asylum Cigars are truly flavorful, medium-bodied Nicaraguan cigars with sizes ranging from 4 inches by 44 to the absolutely insane 8 inch by 80. Asylum Cigars. (laughs) (laughs) Legalizing recreational marijuana leads to increased junk food consumption. It's close enough to what I was asking for. (laughs) (laughs) According to Georgia State University economist Alberto Chong, you really get hungry and you start eating crap. According to the study by Chong, marijuana boosted sales of ice cream by 3.1%, cookies by 4.1%, and chips by 5.3%, adding to the obesity rate in states where the Mary Jane is legal. What I really want to know is how high were they that they decided they needed a study to determine this? And that's not only insane, it's asylum. I'd like the the, record to show the chips are better than the other two. One of the main reasons I've never done marijuana in my life. I don't need any help at that. I've been (laughs) this is what happened with me trying not to eat that stuff. Imagine taking something that will make me want to all the more. Never did it. Upcoming shows coming up next week is the recap of the meatball with Steve Saka. The meatball mm-hmm. is this Friday. In the next hour, we'll tell you how you can get in on that if you want to. But Steve Saka is going to come in, and he's going to tell us why he lost <laughs> or why he won three nope, times in a he's row. he's not winning. I am kicking his ass this year. Um, following week, we're going to celebrate the Chinese New Year. We got some special cigars in the care package uh, on the way. Uh, finishing packing up, and it'll ship in uh, four or five days. Okay, we'll get those out because you know we're having trouble with uh, getting these things out. Yeah, the mail is a little slow again. Yep. And uh, the following week is uh, Barry gets a tattoo, and we're running into little Barry gets tattoo issues. Yeah, I've reached out to multiple tattoo artists, and they won't tattoo live in the studio because it's not sanitary. From their shithole tattoo parlors, yeah. they will not know. You got to be kidding me! Yeah, so far, zero for three. I'm waiting for another person to speak to, uh, but yeah, they're hesitant. One guy in Massachusetts has a Massachusetts license. He was worried about losing his license if he gave a tattoo in New Let's Hampshire. Let's put a hood on him, and he'll be the the mystery tattoo guy, the, the yeah. mass tattoo yeah. artist. And we uh, we are actually members of the media, so we do not have to give up our sources. That's right by law. Uh-huh. So, so if you listen well, to the show and you're changing. in the area and you're a tattoo artist, reach out to me. Or a prison tattoo artist out on parole. There you go. I'll take the teardrop tattoo. <laughs> All right. So uh, we'll see if uh, if that happens or not. But um, prediction show, I was trying to move the prediction show up because some of these things on my prediction list are happening. Yeah. And it's like, I'm putting lines through them. Like, oh. oh, my God, that happened. That now you've got to come up with new ones. Yeah, I got two that already happened hmm. that I had as predictions because I didn't come out with it the first of the year. 
a lot of these things happen at the very beginning of the year. I got to either come in the future at the end of the year or at the very, very first week of it because these things happen very, very quickly at this point. Um, Big Poppy Cigar. Legit. Too legit to quit. <laughs> That's huh? MC Hammer. All right. Not bad, though. Not bad. So in the first half hour, we teased about that giving away that Big Poppy humidor. Yeah. And I believe Ed has a picture of the humidor. Okay, there it is. And uh, to get in on this for your chance to win, all you got to do is buy a couple of Big Poppy cigars from twoguyscigars.com. If you buy five, you're going to get one raffle entry. You buy a box, we're going to give you ten raffle entries. And uh, you can win one of these limited edition Big Poppy humidors. And that... We'll be next week. We'll just do it. Yep. And then uh, we got a second prize. We got a second prize. And uh, at the original uh, launch of the Big Poppy Cigar at IPCPR, yeah. they gave out this beautiful jersey. Uh, they gave it to me. I never wore it. Uh, have Jonathan hold that up. and I can The reason why in. I never wore it is it's a size extra large, which does not fit me yet. Uh, I'm still in the 2X stage, hmm. but uh, that is the original one that came when they launched that uh, that brand. It's in the bag gotta, still all this go. time. It's in this uh, baggie that's been all the time, and this will be uh, second prize. Yes. So the first prize that we pick will be the winner of the humidor, and then we'll pick a consolation prize uh, for this extra large jersey. Yeah. That's one and done. There's only one of them. And uh, so just go on five single Big Poppy cigars. We'll get you one entry and a box. We'll get you 10. Leave the comment, Big Poppy. Okay. And next week, next Saturday in the show, we'll just pick pick somebody out of, uh, out of it. Somebody won a big screen TV a few weeks mm-hmm. back. There wasn't a lot of entries, and somebody won a big screen TV. Yeah. And it, it was it, uh, Mitch Hostet in Arizona. Yeah. He must have it by now. Uh, I haven't heard anything, <laughs> so I'm assuming he does. Mitch is a regular writer into the show, so I would have heard if he didn't get it. Yeah, but UPS, I mean, it's terrible. You get a better shot with the bigger packages, the little ones, like yeah. care packages, get thrown in the corner with every, everything else. we got a mess happening still with, with uh, the post office especially. But um, Big Poppy Cigar. Solid cigar, good cigar. Very good. Uh, medium to full, not on the total full side. I can handle it, no problem. Um, it's it's really a good cigar. Do not, if, if you're looking at the list I said to you before and said, here's a whole bunch of cigars, they were one and done. It was, you know, please don't look at the cigar that way. This one has licks. This is, he's, he's sticking around. It's going to stay. He cares about it. That's the difference. And I say that to any athlete or any celebrity out there thinking of putting a cigar out. You got It's got to be for real. Yeah. Are you going to sell a bunch the first week it comes out? Probably. But then that's it. It's not going to last because the cigar smoker is going to smoke the cigar and decide if he's going to buy it later on. That's going to be the difference. And five years later, they're still buying the big poppy. And if anything, it's improving. So uh, that's the Big Poppy Cigar. We're going to take a break. When we come back, what athletes, past and present, should have a cigar brand named after them? And who should not? Definitely should not, which is very interesting, too. We're live in the Toscano Cigar Sound Stage, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Are you a member of the Cigar Authority Care Package? Well, if not, the time, my friend, is now. For just $24.99, you'll get four premium cigars delivered to your door each month. And we'll smoke each one of those cigars on the Cigar Authority podcast with you. I don't know if that's really a benefit. 
Sure it is. We will judge the construction, flavors, and review the cigars, and you can see how right or wrong we really are. You might be surprised. Four premium cigars delivered to you for $24.99, and you can quit any time, but you won't. The value is incredible. Want to take the Cigar Authority Care Package to the next level? Sign up or upgrade to the Cigar Authority Care Package Prime. For just $5 more, you get an extra cigar and usually something special. That's five cigars each month, all different. Find the Cigar Authority Care Package on thecigarauthority.com and sign up today. The Cigar Authority Care Package. Agent Room 4 Nicaragua Maestro. Named Cigar Aficionado's number one cigar of the year with a 96 rating, is a complex Nicaraguan puro carefully blended by Rafael Nodal and made by A.J. Fernandez. As Cigar Aficionado described it, every puff is an overture of flavors that's at times heavy and rich with notes of dark chocolate and wood, and other times subtle and understated with hints of fine caramel and toasted almonds. Treat yourself to an aging Room 4 Nicaragua today. Surgeon General warning, tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. You've heard us talking before about the best cigar magazine in the world, Cigar Journal. You want to know what makes Cigar Journal the best cigar magazine? Cigar Journal covers every angle of the cigar world, from exclusive stories and features, insightful interviews with industry power players, detailed cigar reviews, and of course, all the latest news and reports surrounding premium cigars. We're telling you, you will be impressed. Cigar Journal has stunning images, explanations of Cigar Science Basics, this is the magazine for any cigar enthusiast, or better yet, passionado. Cigar Journal covers cigars in the U.S. and around the world and is printed right here in the USA. You owe it to yourself to discover the world's best cigar magazine, Cigar Journal. Available at your local cigar retailer and on the web at their new website, CigarJournal.com. That's Cigar Journal. Let me tell you a little bit about the Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary Cigar, or what they call the Three-Peat. Crafted in Rocky's boutique Nicaraguan factory, the 15th Anniversary was released in 2010 to commemorate Rocky Patel's 15th year in the cigar industry, and it impressed right out of the gate. The Robusto and the Torpedo both scored 93 points in Cigar Aficionado, while the Toro and Corona Gorda both notched 92 points. The Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary is a robust cigar with notes of toasted spice, roasted coffee, and almonds. Rocky Patel himself has referred to his 15th Anniversary as the Decade on Steroids. The 15th anniversary has also been named to Cigar Aficionado's Top 25 Cigars of the Year list on three separate occasions. Rocky's only brand to accomplish the three-peat. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. The La Galera Habano uses a classic wrapper on a staple cigar for a classy company. Hi there, this is David Garofalo of the Cigar Authority, and I want, no, no, I need to tell you about La Galera Habano. The La Galera Habano is an authentic cigar elaborated 
with the hands of the best cigar rollers of Tobacalera Palma in the Dominican Republic. Blended around an outstanding, flavorful Ecuadorian Habano wrapper, the Dominican-grown Corojo binder and the filler made up of Peloto Cubano, Criollo 98, and Peloto de Oro, creating a medium to full-bodied, attractively consistent, and aromatic smoke that envies no other. I love this cigar. Have you tried La Galera Habano yet? Well, what are you waiting for? Available at better cigar shops worldwide is La Galera Habano. The wait is over. La Galera Habano. Justo and his father, Julio Eiroa, are continuing the tradition of growing authentic Corojo and now bring you Aladino. Aladino is a true old-fashioned cigar, pure authentic Corojo grown in the Eiroa tobacco farms in Honduras from the original Cuban seed of Corojo. An Aladino cigar represents the golden era of cigars in Cuba, and after one light, this old-school smoke will bring you back. Aladino cigars come from JRE Tobacco, a family-centered company who manage all aspects of cigar growing and manufacturing. This crop-to-shop operation is fully committed to providing you with quality and satisfaction. The premier Corojo grower in the entire cigar industry is Julio Eiroa, a tobacco grower and master cigar blender who personally guarantees that Aladino will provide you the opportunity to enjoy the true authentic Corojo taste. Take this journey and be part of history in a cigar smoking experience like no other. Aladino. Hola, soy Manuel Inoa from La Aurora, Dominican Republic. You are listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcasts Network. And we are back, and we're talking sports stars and cigars today. Welcome back, everybody. We had David Ortiz on. If you haven't, uh, if you jumped in late or something, you want to go back to the beginning of this. David Ortiz, Big Poppy Cigar. We're just putting that one down and going from there. You heard Manuel Anoa on there. That's because he made the cigar, Barry. What are we smoking next? Well, today's second cigar is the Barrel Aged by Carl Malone, made at La Aurora in the Dominican Republic. The size that we're lighting up is a 7 by 47 Churchill, and it features an Ecuadorian wrapper with an Ecuadorian binder aged in a rum barrel for six months and fillers also aged in rum barrels consisting of Peruvian, Dominican, and Nicaraguan. A single cigar will set you back $9.99, while a box of 25 is $224.99, which is a savings of almost $25 or 11% off the box price on TwoGuysCigars.com. If you're too far away from a brick-and-mortar retailer that carries it, try TwoGuysCigars.com. That's the number two, GuysCigars.com. Number 32, the mailman, Cal Malone. He doesn't want to be the mailman now because no. they, they, don't, they take forever to deliver. <laughs> but his thing was he delivers, right? Right. So yeah. at that time, I guess it was more reliable. I had the pleasure to meet him and uh, another guy really into it. He didn't even want to talk sports at all with anybody and said it right from the get-go. I want to talk about cigars. I love cigars. That's my business. When my business was sports, I talked about sports. Now my business is cigars. I want to talk about cigars. Mm. And uh, great presentation he did, and uh, it was fantastic. So let's give it a cut and light, see what it's all about. It's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo, the brand, while all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax, and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, 
and excellence. Excellence. And my apologies for not cutting my cigar on the show mm-hmm. on the first hour, but um, we had uh, technical difficulties early on, meaning we didn't know if we had our guest. And right. We didn't know where we were going or what we were doing. Do you want to read that? There again? were three. No, he <laughs> there were, Nick understands. <laughs> there were three shows that were about to happen. Yeah, anything could have happened. So the cold drawer on this is hard pretzels, like Quinlan hard pretzels right out of the bag. I don't know what Quin- Quinlan's are, but yes, I think the, you nailed it. I, a lot I, of sweet. It does taste a little bit like a hard pretzel and the coating on Viagra. I agree 100% with Barry. No, I don't. The coning on Viagra. You're <laughs> We're to light our cigar today with the... How old are you? He's Vertigo. Divorced. He's divorced. Blizzard. Leave him alone. We have to bring that up. The but papers he, just... The papers just didn't know what Viagra tastes like. Well, maybe that's why he's divorced. Go the, on. Yep. The, the Vertigo pa- Blizzard <laughs> features single action, meaning the little pop when you pull the, the igniter down. Oh, yeah. Three jets fueled by the patented Sorry. Vertigo big-ass tank. Easy adjustment wheel at the bottom, all for the low price of nine ninety nine. That's the Vertigo Blizzard. Barry, what's the wrapper on this? Uh, Ecuadorian. Ecuador. Did you say Ecuador? Ecuador. Okay. It's toothy. Toothy. Uh, and there's a le- leathery, toothy type of wrapper on it. Peruvian in the filler, which I believe is actually Peruvian Pelo de Oro. Ah. Which is. Which you love. Yep. You love. That's your favorite. Yes. And you said Barrel Age by Cal Malone, but it is a La Aurora product. Yes, it's distributed by uh, La Aurora. Made by La Aurora. Yep. And if you were to look it up on twoguyscigars.com, for instance, you'd look up La Aurora? You'd look up Cal Malone. Really? Okay. You'd look Mm -hmm. up Cal Malone. Because everybody knows it as the Cal Malone cigar. Okay. And it looks like uh, the orange of a basketball. Yeah, so does the box. Okay. same motif. What it tastes like is, I'm sure you've had uh, cinnamon tea. In the past, but the second <laughs> steeping, not cinnamon. the first steeping where it's really bright and in your face. I don't know if I ever had cinnamon tea. Like cinnamon apple tea, maybe? Maybe. You cinnamon. Some smoke, you no, yeah, don't say that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we don't say that word. Uh, but anyways, it's the second steeping. So the cinnamon is a little muted, but it's there. There's no bite to it, but you can get a little bit of that sweetness. Say you 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 got meatballs in the crock pot, <laughs> and then you're burning the the edge of it of the crock pot. You empty it out, and then you ended up having a little of that burnt edge tomato sauce gravy. Gravy. Did you hit your head during the the no? last break? Uh, you know what? I, I, I see that. Yeah, because <laughs> we know how to make meatballs. Yes. And I've put meatballs. You've in the never problem. won a meatball competition, Barry. Either have you? You've never yeah. come in next to last. I'm not saying I have. Only last. I'm just saying someone who hasn't won. I beat and Dave. someone who hasn't won. I beat Dave by one vote. To me, that's winning. There we that go. That was your uh, own vote, Dave. They're, they're Mc- very close. McClellan yeah. man points out that Viagra cigars wouldn't be underfilled. Mm. <laughs> Duche. So the meatball event is this Friday. It's not too late if you want to get in on this. Buy the Dunbatten Tobacco and Trust 7 Cigar Sampler that you see here on the screen. Boom! Uh, for just $99.99, it includes the Sober Mesa Corona Grande, the Sober Mesa Brulee Toro, the Micarita Anca Corto, the Micarita Tricky Tracker 764, Umbagog Corona Gorda, Todos Las Dias, Double Wide Bellicoso, and the Popetta, the meatball cigar that was made for this event last year. 
And we still have them, and there they are there. It's going to come in that pack. The bald guy on the screen is not included he is in not the included, sampler pack. But he will be part of it. He's flying in from Nicaragua. He will be here for it. You think he's not going to be there because he's saying that on social media? He will be here. I spoke to him last night. He changed his flight. He's coming back four days early. He said he will be here. And do you know what he's paying? He said he was paying a lot. He wouldn't <laughs> tell me how much. I heard $4,000 one way. And he needs two tickets because his son's there. Wow. So I would please, leave. please buy one of these please packs. Please buy one of these packs. <laughs> he and let's needs get your him. help. I would leave that kid in Nicaragua so fast. <laughs> <laughs> you could fly back on the regular flight. Stay Coach. here. Stay here and learn some more. <laughs> he knows how I am. But he also has to get back, <laughs> yeah. right? He has to get back. The Cigar Authority is a live special event. It's the Meatball 2021. It's this Friday, January 29th at 6 p.m. Uh, live at the event on uh, and you can't get into the live event, but you can go live on the broadcast. And the broadcast will happen at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, uh, live, the Cigar Authority broadcast. And you will go to our website. Our website, and there it will be. It'll be there. It'll be there. Is this what they say to me? You feel good about it? <laughs> oh. you're, you're doing the production, right? Uh, it'll be a lot less stressful than okay. today's production. All right. Yes. Uh, meatball 2021. Who makes the best meatball? That's what the event is all about. It started with us four that we're going to make the best meatball. Steve comes in at the last second three years ago mm-hmm. and says, I want to do this too. He does it and he kicks our ass in in. There's no other the way one. to put it. No, it kicks our ass. John There's McCullough. a lot of other ways to put it, so but la- whatever. Last, last week, I would have given Ed Santa Maria two-to-one odds to win this thing. Mm. But Cindy stopped by two guys at Dashaway yesterday, and she said before Steve Cindy left. Saka. Yep. Steph, uh, he was practicing by. again? Yep. She said we tried a month's worth of different meatball recipes. He He's finally picked the right one because, you know, he has to make multiple blends of everything. Yes. <laughs> Her words. Yeah. And uh, now I think uh, he's even money. Oh, uh. he's, he's the person that most likely is going to win here. He did it twice. The first time, he kicked everybody's ass. We figure out what that's all about. The second time, he won by one vote. Yeah. One vote. So what's going to happen this time? We have four competitors against him, five people uh, total. So it's Steve Saka, two-time champion. We have Mr. Jonathan. By the way, this will be the third time he'll come in last place. He came in last place the first two. I will not be coming in last place. Three times. Any chance you're going to win? There's always a chance I'm going to win. I'm making the most, the closest meatball I can to a meatball you'd get in a gas station. There we go. (laughs) Because that seems to be the winner every time. Also coming in is Ed Santa Maria. He's the buyer for two guys. He's been doing this for 25 years, Mm. buying cigars, but he's been doing longer, making meatballs. We've stacked the deck in our favor. We got two two guys people up against Steve that one of us has to win. And Ed Santa Maria is Italian. Yeah. You would think the Italian got the better shot here. We'll see. Jim Price, he's the New England sales representative for CLE, and he says if he wins, then it's going to be a CLE event that happens next next year. Oh. He'll end up owning it. And his boss, Christian Aroa, says, hey, Jim, you better win this thing or, or else. He's done. Yeah. So <laughs> he's got a lot riding on it, as does Oliver Nouveau, national sales for United Cigar. Um, he has been in the restaurant hospitality business for many, many years. And he says, I got this. No um, problem. See, I don't think Oliver has it because I see he, what he has for lunch every day. Ramen. He eats ramen noodles. And they're the expensive ones, but yeah. it's still add hot water, wait five minutes, eat your ramen he noodles. He says he's a taco guy. 
He is a taco and that's guy. That's a ground beef type of thing. That that doesn't make sense. By the way, McClellan man wants to know if you're going to be putting Viagra into your meatballs. <laughs> Wait, you're not supposed to. <laughs> that's what he's been doing each year. Uh, so join us virtually live. Um, Buy the Dunbutton Tobacco and Trust 7 Cigar Sample at $99. It includes the entry in there, um, either in person um, for the people that are coming or live. We're just getting the people in early so that everybody's set and everything so that we go live. But you'll see the whole thing um, in its glory. The, mo- the most say, fascinating this part about, about this is that Glenn, our resident blind guy, who has attended the event every year. Yeah. He is doing his own meatball event at his house so he can be virtual, you know, stay distant huh. from everybody. Yes. And he already got his pack and he's going to listen to the event and happen. He's the only voter, so he'll win. He should win his own meatball yeah. competition. I should send him meatballs. Yeah. <laughs> so, how does somebody buy this thing? They go into the cigarauthority.com? Yeah, at cigarauthority.com on the right hand side, there's a link with it. You could click that, or you could just go to twoguyscigars.com. Right on the front page is a rotator. Click that. It takes you to the page. To okay. All right. So get in. This is your last chance to get in. And uh, you, I suppose you can get in without having the cigars. But you want the meatball cigar mm-hmm. because that's the one we're going to be smoking during the show. Um, and we're going to offer all kinds of deals during the show to the people that are watching where you can get in and get some uh, rear soccer stuff. Whoa. Yeah. So uh, back to uh, what we're talking about today, which is um, – Sports stars and cigars. Who should not have a cigar brand named after him? Wright comes in right in in the uh, chat box as O.J. Simpson. He should not have a cigar brand named after him. McClelland Man has another good point. He says O.J. cigars won't fit into the boxes that were made to hold them, but but would include a cutter. (laughs) And and, And and a glove. glove. And a glove. (laughs) Um, what was were those Fuente ones that came with gloves? Yeah, the man, Don Carlos, the man. Yeah, came with a white glove. But who should have one made for them? Roger uh, the Red Rocket. That could be the name of the song. Clemens the Red Rocket cigar. Roger would be Clemens. Perfect. Not a liked person. Wasn't very liked. Mean guy, right? Yeah, and if it wasn't for negative. steroids, he would have been in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, Alex Rodriguez. A rod. I don't think you can call it a rod. Well, you got lose rod floating around out there. That's, yeah, that's a cigar. Jonathan likes to put a rod in his mouth, but he's a big, <clears throat> big cigar smoker. A rod. He ended up smoking the big poppy yeah. with big poppy. He lit up. Don Shula, big cigar. Guy. And we we were talking about this. We both thought he already had a cigar. Yeah, I thought so too. But couldn't find information. Yeah. Here's steakhouse. Right. You should have it. Red Owlback, who was my customer, and I said it to him many, many times and could not get him to commit to it. And here he is dead, and there's no cigar after him. And uh, he was in in Boston for the Boston Celtics. He was the guy that lit up the cigar at the game uh, before the game was won just to piss off the other team. In other words, we already have it. And, you know, that was a real statement. So somebody says you should uh, get Snoop Dogg to have a cigar. You lost the Wu-Tang Clan. How about Snoop Dogg? Snoop Dogg could pull it off. Call it the Chronic, if he can get the rights from <laughs> Dr. That's Dr. Dre. Dre. Well, it was his boy, so if he could get the rights from Dre. Michael Jordan? Oh, yeah. That's an yeah, obvious right. choice, yeah. yeah. The guy in the chat room said a 23-count box. That, that would be iconic. Yeah. LeBron James? Hmm. Nah. Arnold Schwarzenegger? He was an athlete, weightlifting. Kind of. Mr. Olympic. Yeah. More of a model. Yeah. 
than an athlete. Mr. Olympia. <laughs> Mr. Olympia. Still, man. he was modeling. Wayne Gretzky, big modeling. cigar smoker. Mm-hmm. Wayne Gretzky, yeah, big. cigar would be called the great one. And would he have juice still today? Wayne yes. Gretzky, all these years still, right? Yeah. Less than some of the other big sports, because hockey, mm-hmm. either you love it or you hate it. There's no in-between. Hate it. Uh, <laughs> yep. Yeah, so. And now, would you, you make a hockey stick-shaped cigar? You could do uh, Bobby Orr, and you could call it the flying puck. Flying Doesn't puck. he have that famous picture famous of him diving? Yeah. Diving across yeah. the gold mine. I don't think he was a cigar smoker, not that I know of. No, Phil Esposito was. Yeah, yeah. Um, Connor Commentary. Connor Commentary. <laughs> Connor McGregor. <laughs> Connor Commentary. Podcast here at the Studio 21. Ooh. Check that show out. Live on Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. And me and Ed Sullivan are on there ch- chatting Just with the each other. Just the two of us. Connor, Connor, uh, Connor McGregor. Connor McGregor has a hell of a whiskey, so that would be a good that would be a good pairing. You know who we had at, at the IPCPR one year was Terry Bradshaw, and he was funny as hell. Big cigar smoker, mm. into it. Uh, he'd still have juice today, right? He does TV yeah, commercials. He's on, he's on Fox, yeah. the pregame every week. could have yeah. Magic, Magic Johnson. He could have a cigar. It's called Magic, Magic. Johnson. Johnson. Yeah. This is the problem when we're going to get to the ones that shouldn't have it. Like, Johnson can't be a cigar. If your name's Johnson, you can't have a cigar. Because my name's Magic Johnson. Call him Magic. Bearded Wonder says Ric Flair should have a cigar. Hey, I don't think he was a cigar smoker. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shaquille O'Neal, Shaq. Sure. And uh, tons of golfers. All the golfers oh, that yeah. are out there, they, all the golfers could end up pulling it off. I think uh, those are people that should have cigars after them. Right now, it's time for the Don Raphael offer of the day. Brought to you by Don Raphael Cigars. Everyone has a price. Would you do this? And if so, for how much? Today, $50. Wear the Cigar Authority cowbell around your neck on a chain all day for 50 bucks. And you got to go places. You can't just stay at home. But I don't go anywhere anymore. Remember, remember Haystacks Calhoun? Oh, yeah. With the chain around. With yeah. the, He had a horseshoe. Yeah. Did it walk around? You'd have the cowbell. Yeah, I mean, I could go into the, the clock. I could go yes. into the market baskets. I'd do it for 50 bucks. Wearing a cowbell I mean, around I'd your wear neck? It, I could wear it downstairs. Not good for a fat guy. No, it would drive me crazy, too, <laughs> with all the cow jokes. Yeah. Forget about it. Yeah. I'm out. Fat guys will have a problem <laughs> with it. Ed Sullivan? No, no interest. People going to ask questions. You yeah, know, that, I don't know. need questions. They're not going to ask. What if they do ask a question? I'm wearing a cowbell. You're wearing a gold chain. I'm wearing a cowbell. You'd like it. I'm fine actually, with it. You'd like the attention. I do like attention. You do. All right. That is the Don Raphael offer of the day. Who should not have a cigar named after them? Uh, athletes that should not have a cigar named after them in football. Dean Windass. That cigar tastes like Windass Dick Felt (laughs) Dick Felt, American Football Leagues in the 60s Dick Felt, Mm. you gotta live with that (laughs) If your name was Dick Felt Wouldn't you call yourself Richard? Yeah. Why would you do it? But he called himself Dick Felt And that's how it appeared In the 60s it was common to change someone's uh, first name to NASCAR driver Dick Tickle (laughs) (laughs) Not good Can't be a cigar, right? He might be a cigar. A lot of dick jokes here. It is. Um, the Bears, Dick Butkus. I'm not smoking it, right? 
Anything that has dick in it, I'm not smoking that cigar. Same as Johnson. I think it's an automatic, not going to happen. Somebody says uh, Michael Vick with a dog rocket. (laughs) Hashtag too soon. (laughs) He could call it dog rocket. Uh, Rugby player, Fahar Faras. He's a rugby player. Um, and uh, who blows away the competition. <laughs> In women's basketball. Oh, God. I can't. I wish I could block my ears, but I got headphones on. D. Warner Boner. She's a female basketball player with some interest uh, in proposals off the court that she gets. D. Warner Boner. Ivana Mandic. <laughs> These are real people. She related to Ivana Hump a lot? <laughs> I think so. Sisters. She also can qualify for the man's team. Guy, a guy running out, you know, this guy walking in the store going, I want a, what was that person saying? Man dick? I want a man dick. Johnny <laughs> Dimmer coming running out of the back room. I'm here. Right. <laughs> here I am. Men's basketball. Don't laugh at that. <laughs> There's a guy that played for the Kings called Chubby Cox. <laughs> Can't be a cigar brand, right? How is Barry Stein not the one who wrote this bit? <laughs> This is real things. I looked up like the, the most oddball things. So hockey, may, you may know all these people in here. Michael Pecker, Canadians, New York Islanders. Oh, is, yeah, Buffalo Sabres. Michael Pecker. And uh, Darren Poopa. Darren Poopa. He was a goalie. He had a quick yeah. love hand that was known as the Poopa Scooper. There we go. From Buffalo. <laughs> yep. There it is. Um, Jim Collison says it's it's like he's back in junior high again. He's still laughing at everything, though. Oh, Haka, I'm sure. Haka Lube. He's a Swedish hockey player. Hakan Lube. Don't know that one. H-A-K-A-N. I know you like when I spell it. He should things. do a quick change. L-O-B. Uh, a quick change. Oil change, please. Uh, Luca Cunty. Oh, God. <laughs> She's, uh, We're going to get letters. Hockey player from the Tampa Bay Lightning, Luca. I mean, I think this has gone long, long enough. Ron Tugnut, professional hockey player, goaltender. Goalie, yeah. goalie, you know. It's time for the Monte Cristo best email of the week. Dick brought pa- to you by Dick Monte Paradise. Cristo Cigars. Dick Paradise. I got a couple here. I think the worst one is Harry Dick. Harry Dick for the Blackhawks. Uh, this you know all these people, right? is a uh, cutter. Come it's on, a perfect cutter. This is perfect for you it's for a coffee baseball. mug. Steve Schatz. It's a bill fold. <laughs> it's a three finger case, <laughs> and it's a notebook. Uh, well over a hundred dollar value. Brought to you by. I got the a folks million of these things. Monte Cristo cigars. <laughs> and uh, Jan writes, "CA Top Twenty. Greetings. I just listened to the after show, and as always, great information." The Cigar Authority's Cigar of the Year is actually a People's Choice Awards, but moderated by you guys. Not true. The cigars are great, but we smokers choose by voting and purchasing. The Perdomo Maduro is really good, and I have a few. I agree that Cigar Aficionado has become a bit outdated, and the perception is that the choices are financially driven. Their choices this year are good cigars, but not a comprehensive list. Back in the early days, they were instrumental in getting people to taste cigars and really begin to enjoy them. Cigars are more than White Owls and Dutch Masters. Back to the list, I agree. Hotcakes was not mentioned, and it is really hot, and is really hot, but not to say Perdomo, who always makes a good cigar. Steve Saka makes good cigars. Not my favorite, but that's just me. Others enjoy them. There are others, such as the Aroas Carmelone, which we're smoking here, Fratello, 
and Aroa Dark that never made the list. The EP Carrillo Pledge looked good as a good smoke. I have two in my humidor, and I'm waiting for the right time to smoke it. It came out too late, that's all. Mostly, mm-hmm. I enjoy what EP Carrillo makes. I once met Lizette at an event, and we had a good chat, and I offered to continue it over dinner, but she declined. Bummer. Enjoy your show. Keep up the good work. Is that his daughter? Yes. 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 So uh, it is not a people's award when it comes to us, although it is very important to us as part of the criteria. Um, And as it turns out, the people's choice was the same choice that we ended up taking. It doesn't always happen that way, but it certainly did. There's a couple aspects to it because there are the actual votes plus the sales. So, you know, you can vote with your wallet. Yeah. Yeah. And, and some people are voting without knowing they're voting. They're not taking part in the contenders pack. They smoked it and liked it. All right. So the Cal Malone is burning perfectly great. This is a 48 ring gauge? 47. 47. Oh, this, so it's a, a true classic, Churchill. yeah. So you're looking at this. Is this part of the care package? I think no, it was not. It was not. This is a real Churchill. This mm-hmm. is what a Churchill size is. And I know you probably look at it and it looks to you like, like, like a Lonsdale or something, yeah. or it would be a. Um, you know, very thin cigar, but it's not. It's it's a real. This is what Churchills were when Churchills when came Churchill out. was Churchill. Yeah, Winston Churchill smoked a cigar. <laughs> it was this size, but it does seem small. Yeah, because times have changed. Every now and then, though, I'll go to a Churchill. There just aren't as many of them in the real sizing anymore. It's nice, yeah, more it's elegant. A little bit of rum to it from the barrel aging. He definitely. Changes the flavor up of the cigar. Very different from things Laura Rora makes. Right, because a lot of the manufacturers are just making a longer Toro and calling it a church. Yes, that's what ends up happening. It's five inches the Robusto to six inches the Toro, <laughs> right, seven, seven inch, <laughs> and it's the same ring gauge across the board. Yep. And uh, that's not the way what it was about when it first came out, but times change. All right, let's take a break. And when we come back, we got the matchup of the week. Mailbag two and three. Somebody's going to win the prize. And uh, we'll tell you about what's coming up on the after show, too. So stick around, everybody. We are live on the Toscano Cigar Soundstage. And you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Let's talk a little about Rough Rider cigars. So here is where the motorcycle culture meets Cigar Nation. This badass-looking cigar uses the name Rough, but delivers a smooth as silk ride each and every time. Even before lighting one, you can't help but notice its sweet-like honey flavor. Smooth and creamy, resembling slightly sweetened butter. Outstanding! The Rough Rider Cigar is so beautiful in so many ways. We're talking a premium cigar, imported, long filler cigar, but wait till you hear the price. Every cigar is in the $3 price range. That's right. Even the Churchill in the 6x60, every cigar is in the $3 price range. Rough Rider Cigars. There's nothing rough about Rough Rider except the name. Rough Rider Cigars. The following message is brought to you by Drew Estate. Drew Estate, the rebirth of cigars in the new Drew Diplomat app. Join me, Barry Stein, from the Cigar Authority on Drew Diplomat. As you know, I am quite partial to Liga Pavada Number 9 from Drew Estate. So join me for a Liga and share your experience with Drew Estate. And while you're at it, don't forget to check into Two Guys Smoke Shop on the Drew Diplomat app. Drew Diplomat is now available for the iPhone and Android. To learn more about Drew Diplomat, visit Drew 
DrewDiplomat.com. That's DrewDiplomat.com. You must be at least 21 years of age or older and a resident of the United States, including D.C. To be eligible for membership in this program, other terms and conditions apply. Surgeon General warning, cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. Since 1903, when La Aurora Cigars first opened their doors as the first cigar factory of the Dominican Republic, they have defined Dominican cigar manufacturing. Now, La Aurora continues that innovation with La Aurora Dominican DNA, featuring an exceptional blend whose soul is the Anduyo. La Aurora pays tribute to the oldest Dominican tobacco process with a cigar that features tobacco that is part of their heritage and their DNA. The La Aurora DNA features this hard-to-work tobacco that brings the unique characteristics of strength, inspiring aroma, and sweetness that creates an exceptional smoking experience that only La Aurora can bring you. Experience La Aurora Dominican DNA with its Cibao Valley Dominican wrapper, an authentic Cameron binder from Africa with fillers from the Dominican Republic, Pennsylvania, Nicaragua, and Anduyo. Available at top retailers like twoguyscigars.com and is distributed in the United States by Miami Cigar and Company. Experience the rich tradition of the legendary H. Upman brand with the latest addition to their iconic 1844 line. The H. Upman 1844 Añejo uses a rich, well-balanced blend of Nicaraguan, Honduran, and Dominican tobaccos and an extra-aged wrapper that offers a deep aroma with a bold finish. The H. Upman 1844 Añejo is sure to please adult smokers looking for a delicious, handmade, premium smoke that is aged to perfection. Certain general warning, cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. Jose Dominguez, Jose Dominguez, Jose, Jose, Jose Dominguez. What the hell are you doing? I'm writing a commercial for Jose Dominguez. Well, what you should be doing is talking about how good they are. That Jose Dominguez makes millions of cigars for other people, but saves the best tobaccos and the best blend for his namesake, Jose Dominguez. Not singing a song, if that's what you think you're doing. What I am doing is creating what is known as a donut. Hey, nobody's going to take away your donuts. No, a donut in a commercial is when it starts with a jingle and then the information comes in and then ends with the song again. The information is the filling of the donut. Why does everything you talk about have to center around food and usually donuts? I don't know. Listen, Jose Dominguez cigars come in four great sizes and two wrappers. The mild, buttery, smooth, natural, and the slightly bolder Maduro. And every cigar is about $5. You know as well as I do, Dave, Jose Dominguez is no $5 cigar. It's worth so much more. It's a sensational value. Okay, here's the end of the donut. You ready? Jose Dominguez. Jose Dominguez. Hello and good afternoon. It's Randolph Churchill here. My great-grandfather would have loved the Cigar Authorities show. And we are back. We're smoking the Carl Malone, the barrel-aged Carl Malone, the Churchill size, real Churchill, if you've never tried a Carl Malone. If you've never tried a Big Poppy, and I don't care where you are across the country, Carl Malone played where? Uh, Utah Jazz. Utah Jazz. I've never been to Utah. 
Uh, Smoking neither have I. Yeah, there we go. I know a Mormon, but I've never been go. there. I know a Mormon. <laughs> uh, how many wives? Why well, would you have more than one? I actually don't think one? he's married. Not even married. No, so he's a fake Mormon. <laughs> a fake one. You can have all the wives you want. How many you want? They can't have any tobacco, though, right? No. no. Can't even ship cigars into Utah. No caffeine. Right? None That's of that. That's it. So we can't send the cow Malone to Utah. To <laughs> Somebody <laughs> would want them. Huh. You know, because they're into Cal Malone because that was their team guy. Yeah, uh, and they have like a 70% tobacco wow. tax in the state, something high like that. Wow, that's tough. That's tough. But Cal Malone's a good guy, as David Ortiz is. And um, they're into it. That's yep. the difference of, um, you know, some of these people I brought up that uh, got into the business and maybe it was, you know, I get a little piece of the action or whatever it is. There's a difference. There's a difference between licensing versus somebody that's doing this into as it, a passion into it and uh these two guys are um so that's the difference that's happening there uh, i like it i like the cigar I, I smoke it often um and uh know really nothing about baseball basketball sports in general but uh i know a good cigar when i when i have one so if it's a double winner if you're into into sports and you're into mm. into cigars there you go so i've got a question for you who's winning the super bowl this year I'd like to know who's in the Super Bowl. So I think um, Brady and Tampa, right, is in. Uh, is, is this done? Is no. no. See, so tomorrow you got the Packers playing uh, the Buccaneers, and the winner and of Buccaneers that is, is, is Brady. Brady. And then, and then you got Mahone. Yeah, and in the East, you got the Bills versus the Chiefs. I went to the last sports event, by the way, ever. <laughs> ever. <laughs> so far, ever, right? I went to the Super Bowl. Yeah. And... It turned out that that was the last thing. The last real one. Some of the teams let in a certain number of fans. Well, this one was jam-packed. Yeah, too many for you. I went to a convention in Vegas. From there, went to the Super Bowl. Jam-packed. There was way too many people. Planes and everything on the way back. Boom, COVID. And that's where you met Cam Newton? Yes. Yeah. Who's? Yeah. Is he gone? We don't know yet. He was a nice guy. He's very into cigars. Yes. Doesn't he own a, a cigar bar, I think, in Atlanta? Yeah, oh. in Georgia he does. Okay. And to go to your thing, I'm rooting for Atlanta and Tampa Bay, uh, you know, the great of all time in Brady and mm. the hair apparent in my view in Josh Allen. Mm. So that's what I want to see in the Super Bowl. All right. Uh, I think the Bills got a shot. Well, We're of course still talking about football? Uh, yeah, never mind. What do you want to talk about? Ribbons? <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about the matchup of the week. <clears throat> and the matchup of the week is brought to you by VS. VS means versus, but it stands for Victor Sinclair. Victor Sinclair cigars. Um, okay, today, fastball, and you get hit in the head. You're going to take a headshot from a fastball from a pro pitcher. Do we get to pick the pitcher as long as he's a pro? If, if professional, uh, yeah. Barry, who's a knuckleballer? Uh, Tim Wakefield. <laughs> I'll take Tim Wakefield for the win, please. Versus shot in the back in a very safe spot that you're not, it's not going to kill you, but it's, you're going to really you get shot. the location of the body or just where you are when you get shot? No, the, the location of the body. Uh, oh, it's, it's not safe. A, it's not going to be... A killer shot. So it's a flesh wound. 
It's not just skimming it. You're going to get shot in the back. You're going to get shot in the back versus a fastball to the head. You've got to take uh, one. I'm very nervous that this one could actually happen. <laughs> what do you mean it could happen? It could happen. Uh, I mean, it's a good pickup line. I don't want to pick the hey, wrong you thing. You want to check out my scar? I mean. Do you get to wear a helmet when you get hit in the head? Yes. Um, what caliber did you say? Uh, let's get a small. Let's get a 22. That's oh, the worst. The bounces Why? all yeah, around. Yeah, because it ricochets. It'll chew your insides up. Well, you don't want a 45 or something. Yeah, you want something that's going to really? go through and through. Yeah. All right, we'll give a, give you a 45. Like if you said to me, you need to pick between being shot in the back by a 22 or a 45, I'm going 45 every time. Really? Yeah. yeah. Can we pick the ammunition used? Yeah, like no hollow points. No, no, no. I'm not going to do just a range, just a range not, round. But you're going to have of a mid to high caliber. You got to have the street back. cred. You got shot. You got you, shot. You got cre- street cred. You might be point. signed by Wu Tang. And uh, and your hospital's going to get paid and the whole bit either way, with with the headshot, concussion, or whatever. But. That could last a long time. Who knows? Uh, uh, Either of them are terrible. I'll take the fastball from Tim Wakefield. Yeah, I got to go fastball. Right. Really? Shot in the head versus a shot in the back. Yeah. These guys throw almost 100 miles an hour. Not, Not Tim, Tim Wakefield. Wakefield. <laughs> really? <laughs> I don't know who he is. He had like What's an 82 80? mile an hour fastball. <laughs> that hurts. Yeah, it'd still hurt, but we got to go that way. Yeah? yeah? I don't know who Tim Wakefield is. I heard the name. Who would he play for? Boston. Really? I can hear the ringing in my head from that. <laughs> Headshot. Oh, they're both bad. They're both bad, but that's it. Okay. Mailbag number two. All right. This was a pretty decent one about naming the bell. And honestly, it was slim pickings this week. There weren't a lot that came in. Uh, I know you all heard it. I know I did. The perfect name for the bell. The difference is I recognized it as such, and none of you did. Maybe this is because Dave and Ed are lucky if they can remember their own names. Hmm. Barry? Dave and Ed. Well, anyone who doesn't like the simple perfection of peanut butter and chocolate shouldn't be allowed to pick anything. Then there's Mr. Jonathan. Hmm. I rest my case. (laughs) The perfect name for the bell is Light Em Up. Just listen to it. Think about it. At the beginning of every show, you bring him out to bring us all together. And you you can ask him a question. What do you say? Light Em Up. I love it. Thank you to whoever sent it in. Great name. This is him saying that. This is him saying You don't love it. No, no, I'm reading the email that he wrote. Okay. And and the first guy, what did he say? First guy was creepily trying to uh, take out E.P. Carrillo's daughter. (laughs) That's all I remembered about that. So somebody in the chat room said a cowbell should be named the Ding Dong since it all ties together. Since Dave likes snacks, I act like one. Ed is older than a clock, and obviously Mr. J likes dongs. Ed is younger than me. (laughs) It keeps coming up, but... um, Okay, so that's two. I don't think any of them are very good yet. So it's getting weak now, you guys. We've got good prizes. What's the prize? That's the... You would know if you weren't busy... Yeah, talking the Monte Cristo. Uh, I'm going to ask him again. The Monte Cristo get, pack, yeah. you know, with the cutter. And All right. I'm just trying to show it, show it again. I'm, you want to show it again? Uh, just to, you know, it's a sponsor of the show, and that's what I'm reaching for. Uh, there it is. It is. Tumblr, billfold. The, the cutter three, is awesome, yep, by the way. Three-finger case. Journal, another beautiful thing. And a cutter. Yeah. Mm. I, didn't, I saw the three-finger cutter. I mean, I saw the cutter, three-finger case. The case is and, beautiful. And the cutter. Both yeah. very good. I didn't see the other stuff. But nice. Good. 
All right. Following message was submitted through the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com. And Scott writes, poem time. While 2020 was terrible, a year of impending doom, today I plan on taking a pic of me smoking a stick while taking a boom boom. The VS-55 Stogie was too mild, yet it did have a touch of class. The wrapper was off color weak and tasted like it was rolled in my ass. That's not nice. Not nice. Dave loved this stick, so I won't be real petty. I like the Southern Draw Jacob's Ladder. It makes me lightheaded and sweaty. But let's stay on track and not go off course. Let's stick to the topic of cigars and Mr. J's terrible divorce. That's not one of the topics. <laughs> Sorry, Mr. J, not trying to be mushy. But now let's take a retrohale and stop being a... It rhymes with mushy, and I'm not saying it because of the guy who wrote in. Sushi? Nope. Douchey? No, starts with a P. Don't say it. <laughs> Retrohaling <Boosie>? is great. <laughs> it's something that I like. It's better than listening to Barry breathing heavy into the mic. That's not always me, because the, the mic cowbell, is on my forehead. The cowbell naming is awesome. I could throw out names all day. How about a simple name like Bob? Dave would misspell it anyway. It needs an awesome name, not something original or quirky. How about naming it Meat? That big dude from the movie Porky's. Your podcast is amazing. In fact, it's the bomb. You're getting up there with the big dogs, like the folks at Pornhub.com. <laughs> <laughs> so this little poem was fun. It was cool and a bit funny. Bye-bye for now, gang. Going to buy some stogies with my stimulus money. Mm. Signed, Scott. Way better than the other ones. Yeah, got to go with it. Got to go poem, yeah, right? We'll give it to the poet. Yeah. All right, Scott. You're a poet and you didn't even know it. Send Scott. Me. Scott wins it. He put an effort into it and he deserves it. There you go with that Monte Cristo pack. Goes over to you. And uh, with that being said, and I know we didn't get to it last week, let's do it this week. It's the Classic Three-Way, brought to you by Classic Cigars. It's time for This Day in Classic History, brought to you by Classic Cigars. Classic cigars are now the most affordable cigar brand in America. With prices as low as $1.50, this cigar has something for everyone. The Classic Connecticut is light and smooth. The Classic Maduro is bold, but never overpowering. The Classic Cameroon sits somewhere in between with hints of sweetness. And the Classic Cuban is a real knockoff of the taste and flavors from old-time Havanas. Classic cigars are sold in cost-saving bundles of 20 and sold in five great sizes, ranging from $1.50 to $2.25 per cigar, which makes Classic the most affordable, premium, handmade cigar in America. Classic cigars. We ran out of time last week. We didn't do it. No. So if you missed it, that's because we didn't do it. But um, who was our champion? I think it was me. I think it was. I think it was. So we'll start off with you. Chesley Sullenberg. Sully, the airline pilot? Sully Sullenberg, famous U.S. pilot and hero who safely landed a passenger jet on the Hudson River. He was born today. What year? Sully Sullenberg. Sullenberg. 1948. 48, he says, Ed Sullivan. 1952. 52. I'm going to split the difference and say 1950 for two points. 50 for one point. Damn it. 51 was the answer, and Mr. Jonathan is on the board, and it goes over to Ed Sullivan. U.S. President Richard Nixon announced an accord that could reach the end of the Vietnam War. He did it today. What year? Uh, 1970. 
You guys wrote it down, right? Yeah. Four. Uh, 1970. 72. 72. We'll take it. 73. He said 74. 73. Damn it. Um, so I've bad. been off by one, both of those. It's no good. No. So just drop it down one. I'm still a big the, loser. Uh, it's this, true. This is a layup to Mr. Jonathan, I'm guessing. Oh, it's about dancers? Yeah. <laughs> the A-Team with Mr. T premieres on NBC TV today. What year? You were a fan of the A-Team, weren't you? You seem like Hannibal you Smith was half I, the I, reason why I smoke cigars. I thought that would be good to you. What year was that? 1979. 79, he says. 81. 81. I had 75. 75. 81 will take it. It was 83. Really? It was 83. So Barry gets another point. Ed Sullivan, you're a goose egg I'm here. I'm a loser. Uh, over to Barry. Barry. His name came up already today. Hulk Hogan defeats the Iron Sheik to win the first World Wrestling Federation title at Madison Square Garden in New York. What year? Uh, write this down, write this down. Hulk Hogan defeats the Iron Sheik to win his first uh, World Wrestling title. Oh man, I'm trying to rush for seven, 1975. 75, he says. I had 78. 78. 1982. 82 for the points. I meant to say 85. It's 84. Oh, okay, still it's 84. Mr. Jonathan gets the point. We are at 2 to 2 to 0. And we have one more question and one tiebreaker in case we need it. And it goes over to Ed Sullivan. Ed, Sullivan. Ed get on the board here. All right. This is for you. It's a layup. The first induction into the, into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame was Chuck Berry, James Brown, Ray Charles, Domino, Everly Brothers, Buddy Holiday, J.L. Lewis. Might have been Buddy Holly, but we'll, we'll go with it. Buddy Doc, Doc Holiday. Doc Holiday. And J.L. Lewis <laughs> and Elvis Presley. They were all inducted into the Hall of Fame all at once because it was the first induction into the Hall well, of Fame. I don't think the Hall of Fame is that legitimate. But that wasn't the question. Right. What year was the first? Oh, I thought this was true and false. <laughs> false. True. <laughs> I don't know. It, it's more recent than you would think. Ah, it's 1981. 81, he says. 75. 75. 2000. 2000. 81 will take it. It was 86. All right. See, I can figure who's going to end at this. So it's a tiebreaker, so I could still win. You could still win. You could. Two, two points get you to win. But what, what two, if I... Tie, I win by default. Yeah, it goes back to the winner of what it is. But right now it's two to two to one. All right. So Jonathan is up first. He is. Ready, Jonathan? Technically, it would be, yeah, it's me. John Hancock, American merchant and statesman, statesman, who was the first to sign the Declaration of Independence, was born in Braintree, Massachusetts today. John Hancock who cannot have a cigar brand named after him, <laughs> Hancock. Can't do it. All right, I'm going to play this what a year? little safe. 1740. 1740. 1729. 1729. And I had 1726. 1726. 1729, Barry Stein for the point and win. Oh, boy. It was seven, it's 1737. Barry's 17. been winning since the new year pretty he much. He is. Right? This is my year. This is his year. And he done the COVID test twice. 
And he Negative. passed. Just like, pass. a, just like in high school, I failed it both times. <laughs> failed, failed both times, which is a positive, right? Um, well, on, it's a negative yeah. result. I mean, that's a win, right? So, it's uh, a win. Okay. So on the after show today, we're going to talk about the FDA's final, they said final, substantial equivalence to cigars. Very interesting. This news came out this week. We're going to talk about it. What does it mean for the future of cigar brands, new cigars to come out? Uh, and we'll dig into it a little bit, and that's going to be on the after show. But let's talk a little about this show, Sports right. Stars and Cigars. Uh, the interview went okay. People will write to us, and somebody will win a prize next week for telling us how bad this was, or you should have said this, or you should have said that. What was missing was a lot of talk about his baseball career because he's a baseball guy and everybody knows what it is. And, they, and maybe some people were saying, why didn't you talk about the right. final home run and the thing you did or whatever? But I, I thought He's on the show to talk about his cigar. Yeah, yeah, it's a, a cigar of, podcast. You're a fan of David Ortiz. You've heard those answers on sports radio a million times. They don't yeah. talk about cigars on sports radio. We are the Cigar Authority. Yeah. Not only did I not know the questions to ask, and I asked you, the audience, in advance to send me the questions you would want answered, we got next to nothing. So I said, I'm, I'm just going to go with cigar questions. And I put a little bit a little of, bit. you know, of again, it wasn't a sports thing, but there he stood at Fenway Park after that bombing that ended up happening, and they hand him the microphone. He doesn't even know. We want you to say something, and he does it. The place goes absolutely crazy, bigger than if he hit the home run. And, sure. Uh, By the way, when you were naming sports stars that shouldn't have cigars, there's a goalie on Winnipeg whose name is Zorin Mybalzic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the Barry a, Stein that should, we all know and love. Yeah, and should not have a cigar brand named after him, right? Um, sometimes even things don't come, you know, you, you look at the word and the way it's pronounced in the United States or something – I was looking at some things, and then I actually clicked a button for it to say it, right. and it doesn't say it the way it looks right. like. Doesn't it doesn't come out as my balls itch? No, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, if it was on the band. Me balls itch. Yeah. Would you say no, no, no to that? Tom Brady should have one. It would be a great one. Avocado? One of the greatest of all time. The goat? Yeah. Not a cigar smoker. No, but it would be cigar to year because it's the greatest of all time. Hmm. Well, you'd give it a hundred. <laughs> should, should politicians come out with cigars? No. It, it, Clinton could have. He could have come out with the Lewinsky. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. Well, that would be her. She could have come out with it. I think uh, that people that are involved in the cigar industry should come out with cigars, and celebrities should just stay celebrities. But after. And and David Ortiz got a twenty year career in in Major League Baseball, and plus his probably twenty something years to get to that point. So his whole life into this, they have to have a life after the after the life. And that's what Carl Malone was saying. We have to have a life after this life. And some people go into the insurance business, and some people go into broadcasting, and, and some people go through Bledsoe into the winery. Yeah. So, so what do they end up doing after? And uh, David Ortiz says, hey, I'm Dominican, and that's where I grew up and all this stuff. 
let me try it. I care about it. It seemed like he really cares. Yeah, I mean, he was clear, though, while he was a professional baseball player, he's not a professional cigar smoker. That came up a couple of times. Because he feels like he's not smoking eight cigars a day, and that's not... It's not how you... He's probably an average cigar smoker smoking four or five cigars a week. Yep. It is an average, even cigar aficionado will say two or three cigars a week, I, and he's been smoking more now during the COVID thing, so has everybody else, right. yep. thank God, knock on wood, <laughs> uh, and helping the brick-and-mortar retailers out at the same time as you're doing it, but uh, I'm, I'm pleased with it. I'm okay with it. Yep. Um, um, you know, I, I wish he had come for a sound check, then I could have had him orient the camera properly, but it didn't seem worth doing. Once you get a little nervous when he got up and said, oh, I'm going to walk over oh, to here, yeah. and you go, oh, <laughs> I looked over to you, and it's like, oh, no. Rocky Patel got up and walked away, and it's like, oh, no. He, he did okay with it. Though. Yeah, he did. It's not his first rodeo, for sure. Okay, Kyle Malone cigar. Very solid. solid. Very solid. Great cigar. Yeah. David Ortiz, the big poppy cigar. Both good Absolutely. Cigars. Absolutely. Take nothing away from him. Next week, Steve Saka joins us live to give us his version of the 2021 Meatball Recap. And we'll give our version at the same time, so it's a battle that's going to end up happening there. Did he lose, or what is his secret for a three-time win? We're going to find out that. Might even talk a little about his new cigar that's coming out. I know some things I can't talk about. Can I get him to actually give us a little information on this? I'm going to nice? start working at that. Wait till you hear this. If he ends up saying a little something... Something's coming up with Steve Saki. He's on fire right now. Let's see what's coming out in the near future. Until then, you've been listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And you might have learned something this week which makes you The Cigar Authority. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.